259. Woo! He's got his inner Kelsey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the second segment, episode 259 of Sold with Updike Pew. I am Jeff Updike. I'm Weston Pew, and today we thought we would share with you some of our thoughts on why owning investment property pays off bigly. It, it, I, there, there are five things that we can focus on, and then I'm going to show you the the numbers uh, that show you how you do uh, determine, yeah, the why and what how you determine what your what your return is. There's a the, lot. People, there are so many people that say things like, "Well, you know, I, I just want something that cash flows." That is, if you if unless you're paying cash or you're putting fifty percent down. It's not going to cash flow. And you're actually going to show a point why it's not always best to use your own money. Absolutely. So Absolutely. this is really interesting. So yeah. sit down, grab a cup of coffee, and let's talk about your money and how to make more of that. So number one, you have a steady income stream uh, income stream during the entire time that you own the property. Exactly. Keep it rented. You might miss a month here or there with the changeover of tenants. You know, you, you kind of learn how to, to back those up a bit because... Most leases allow the, the seller or the owner of the property to start showing the property once the tenant is given their, their 30 day notice. We've all rented it, and it's 60 days here in Dallas. Some, in it many places it days. is. Yeah. So um, you will always have that st- steady stream of cash flow. The next thing that we want to kind of hit on is appreciation. Now, houses in Dallas typically have that nice slow. And I think in the last 10 years, we've never seen a dip in the price evaluations. And it's really great because in the last three years, there's been some really big months where they've even hit 10 and 13%. And those are the ones that we can actually track in MLS. So this is a really great way to get a secondary boost to your investment rather than just paying it off. And there are some really incredible tax benefits in owning, owning residential real estate. Um, the, the tax benefits are that, well, you, you obviously get to write off all of your expenses against the income of the property. And that's how you determine your profit. But beyond that, one of the things that you also get when you file your tax return is you get amortization or depreciation that is amortized over, the IRS tells you how long to do it, and it's with residential property, it's 27 and a half years. So you you get, you basically take your basis of the property, divide it by 27 and a half, and that's how much each year's, that's how much each year's depreciation you get to take. And leveraging, this is something that you're not going to get to do if you buy stocks. This is something that is specific to real estate. So rather than actually buy a stock completely outright, if we actually use that as a metaphor, moving towards a house, you can actually finance this. So you get putting down 5 to 25%, depending on what type of house this is or investment property, this allows you not to actually have to use up all of your income, which then allows you to actually buy more if you qualify. So this is a really unique element to the uh, to the way that real estate allows you to build generational wealth. And the the last point we wanted to bring up was the diversification that this allows you to get in your portfolio. You you know probably max out your 401k with your employer to get everything that they could ma- they match for you. You you may have a Roth IRA somewhere that you throw money into post tax. This fits in really well. One of the things that 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 I see diff- makes real estate different than stocks is you not only get that steady income stream. Yes, when you own stock, you can get dividends, but that is, or, or it's optional by the board directors get to decide whether you do or not. But 
you also have much faster growth in this these than what we've seen in, with uh, stock portfolios of the last 20 years. It's interesting because I think, real quick, there was, I think it was your brother who found that he had invested $3,000 into a stock mm -hmm. and that after 20 years it was worth 60000 mm -hmm. But if you would have taken that same $3,000 and used it as a down payment, there is no way that you would have only made $60,000 on a piece of property. No. It's not the same one-to-one. -one. I think that was the first time that I ever really saw the dramatic difference mm -hmm. just in what numbers are. And so this next set of slides that we're going to go through are actually going to break down like return on investment, how it is calculated, and also is going to point out that leveraging component that looks a little bit different here. So I'm not going to put the whole spreadsheet up. I'm going to break this down into certain parts. And this is, we're going to look at this from two perspectives. On the left, we have if you're paying cash for a, an investment property. And on the right, where it says <clears> conventional <throat> loan, that is where you're financing 85% uh, of that, uh, of the loan of that. I calculated this based on a 7% interest rate, 30-year amortization. And as you go down through these, you'll see uh, it, in a cash transaction, you're going to have about $1,000 in closing costs. So your total get-in is about, your total basis is about 451000 When you do your loan, you have the uh, purchase price of the mortgage. Uh, you have about $4,000 in closing costs because of the, the, the cost of the mortgage. So you're going to have about a $454 basis right at, just right as you purchase. So it's almost the exact same thing. And if we look and scooch over to the next slide, that's going to allow us to calculate what gross income is. And gross income, based on the $450,000 home that we're metaphorically talking about or hypothetically talking about, this gives us 12 months at 2500 That's roughly a good income mm -hmm. on a three-bedroom, two-bath in this area. That gives you $30,000 a month, and that is for a year. A year, and that is for both sides of this house. The next slide. So these are annual expenses that you're going to get to deduct. Again, on the left, we're going to be looking if you're a cash, if you bought the property with cash, and on the right is if you have uh, done a mortgage with it. So on the, the, the one difference that you see there is the difference in the interest that is paid when you have the mortgage. I ran an amortization schedule on the loan that I described a minute ago, and the first year's interest that you would pay is that 24441 all other expenses are equal. So in this instance, uh, if you're a cash owner, you're a little over $12,000 out of pocket with your expenses. And then if you were a mortgage uh, mortgage person, you're about $36,500 uh, 36, uh, in annual expenses. And this, this annual expenses is gonna change every year in that interest and on the maintenance, property taxes as well. But the interest is going to change because that is actually going to drop down every year. That actually shrinks a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, the first seven years are super heavy, and towards the end, it's almost none. So this is a really good way for this to actually, again, shift the way that your money is working for you. Uh, and that is a great way to invest. Look at the next slide, and that's going to be calculating gross income and annual expenses and uh, bringing that down to the actual raw number. Mm -hmm. And right. yeah, so and so as you, you get all the way down to the bottom, you see you deduct you have your income, you deduct all your expenses. If you're a cash owner, you are going to have uh, about twelve thousand one fifteen in total expenses, and then on the mortgage side, you have thirty six thousand five fifty six. And again, the biggest difference on this is going to be the actual interest of twenty four thousand. So on the yes, and so if you're a cash buyer, uh, I think we can probably go to the next slide. If you're a cash buyer, you're still going to have. Um, 
quite a bit of uh, profit that comes because you don't have that mortgage involved. If we, can you back up? Is that hard to do? Um, so uh, as you see on the right-hand side, where you're actually out of pocket 36,556, uh, that's gonna leave you a negative of about $6,500 a year that you're going to be, that is going to be your loss. Now let's show you how to kind of recover some of that loss. This next slide, I just wanted to, to show you how that interest breakdown occurs. Um, I just want to show you how the interest breakdown occurs. Let's move on. It's a little bit little too much detail. So here's one of the really big things uh, about owning property, and it's the appreciation that we talked about. And Weston, you know, you were dead on when you said our, our properties, you know, just very, very steady eddy uh, increase. And so all I did was I calculated a 5% annual increase in, in, the, uh, in the appreciation of the property. And so you can see you start out at 450,000 in 2024. By 2030, which is really only seven years down the road, you're at $603,000 and you've done really nothing but kept up the property. So, so while this money is not going into your pocket, let's say you're losing that $6,000 a year over there with, with your mortgage, $500 a month roughly, that $500 a month is turning that $450,000 into $603,000 in seven years. See, we actually have a client right now that we're about to list a property for them and they bought it for $67,000 and are today, what was it, 12 years later, gonna bring it on for $460,000 and it has been an investment property and has allowed this kind of um, money to be made. Mm -hmm. And it can. Mm -hmm. I think there's one more slide. That was, that was the last one. Okay. So that's really the, the big benefit that you get. You, uh, if you are in a position where you can pay cash, you certainly can get a good return on your investment. If you have, uh, if you've leveraged the property and done that 85% loan to value mortgage, that is where you're using other people's money <clears throat> to achieve the same goal. And you're, because you've only got 15% invested in that with your down payment and your closing cost, your return is actually a lot higher mm -hmm. on an annual basis because all you have invested is that, that $65,000 or so. That's a huge benefit. So it gets you closer to 16% of return on investment as a percentage point when you actually use the minimum amount to pay down mm -hmm. versus paying cash all up front, which is a big takeaway on this, is that there is a huge way to win on the interest rates. Couple of other ways that you can own investment property. Uh, if you say you're in a position that you own your your primary residence somewhere, you can do a home equity line of credit in most instances and, and tap into up to eighty percent of the of the appraised value of your property. Now, if you uh, let's say that it's a five hundred thousand dollar house and you owe two hundred thousand dollars on it, that two hundred thousand is going to be considered in that in that eighty percent number. So. You have to have sizable equity in it for that to really make sense to do. One of the things to keep in mind is that this is such a good uh, way to make money that you can look at all of the investment groups that are out there now that mm -hmm. are gobbling up these three to $500,000 properties. And if they're putting their numbers to it and their finances have said yes is a go, this is definitely something that you should look into it, diversify, and let us know if we can help you. If you have any questions about it, give us a call, put a note in down below. We always watch that. and. Uh, that is 
if there's anything. Sorry, I got a little lost there. You did. So if there's any other topics you want us to talk about, please let us know. Just put those in the comments and we'll make it happen. And just remember, we want to be realtors for life. <laughs>